Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another Encouraging Moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to talk to you today about being courageous through faith in God. To be courageous is not to be deterred by danger, fear, or pain. It means we are to be brave through Jesus Christ. You can be courageous in this life no matter what's happening in your family, in your business, your country, or the world. You can be courageous through faith in God. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today is how to be courageous in this life through faith in God. So many people I know today are cowering down and fearing because they're trying to walk through life without Christ as their Lord and Savior. They might be saved, but they're not living wholeheartedly for God. And we're going to talk about that. Let's pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, give us a courageous spirit. Give us courage in the midst of so many uncertainties. There are no certain things, but we know, Father, that you are a solid rock that we can stand on. We can be courageous. We can be strong. We can, we can know that wherever we go, you're with us. You're going to help us. You're going to get us to the next level. You're going to help us in our business and our, with our families. And nothing is too hard for God. What's impossible with man is not impossible with God. So, Lord, give us the courageous spirit. Give us courage in the midst through being faithful to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, I hope you have your Bible. But before we get started, I want to give you kind of a definition through Hebrews 11.1. 1. This is such a great lesson, and every Christian should know this about faith. But the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, in my prayer time, I might be able to dream of what something might look like, but it hasn't manifested itself yet. It hasn't become something yet. But faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's exactly what that is when you have a big dream in your life. And many of you have these big dreams and you wonder, is God listening? Is it going to work out? But I'm here to tell you that if you stay faithful to Christ, they will work out. Your dreams will come true. I love Psalm 37, where it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's not fictitious. It's the substance of things hoped for. And I've been with a lot of people over my lifetime, and I've seen great business owners that dreamed a big dream. And they just said, you know, can we hit these numbers? Can we build this building? God, would you bless our work? Would you help us with our clients? I've seen ministries grow from 50 people to 10,000 people in their church. I mean, there's many examples out there. Look at all the examples of what Dr. Billy Graham did, where millions were saved through his ministry in the Lord. It's because he believed in Christ, and he stood strong, and he was courageous because he believed in his dream that God had placed in his heart, and he knew if he stayed faithful, however God wanted that plan to come out into his life or to be perfected in his life, he trusted God, and that's what faith is. Forsaking all, I'll trust him. And so, what is faith? It is complete trust in God. Now, 
You have to work. You have to do what God's telling you to do. You have to be faithful. But in the end, you can trust God to help you succeed. And that's what's so important in this lesson. I want to read the Bible to you. This is Numbers 19. And I'm going to start in verse 13. And this is a very important lesson. The Lord said to Moses, Send men to explore Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites. Send one leader from each of their ancestors' tribes. So the Lord commanded Moses, Send these men from the desert of Param. All of them were the leaders of Israel. Now there are 12 tribes of Israel, and, and God sent 12 men to look at the Canaan, the land of Canaan, the promised land. Remember, they had been in slavery for 400 years, and now God has freed them through Moses' call on his life. Moses went to Egypt, and he was bold, and he was courageous, and he was a strong man of God, and God loved him for that. And he showed him favor everywhere he went because he was so courageous. But Moses led the people of Israel out of Egypt, and now they're going across the desert, and they're going to Canaan that God said, I'm giving this land to you. I'm giving this land to you. And so the names of those 12, just because of time, there's, there's 12 names, but one that's very important is in verse 14. These are the names of the men Moses sent to explore the land, but Moses gave Hoshea, son of Nun, the name Joshua. Joshua's name means salvation, the salvation of the Lord. And that's what we're talking about. When finally God does allow them to go to the promised land, Joshua is the one that leads them into the promised land, not Moses. And so Joshua's name, salvation, the salvation of God. See the hand of God. See the salvation of God in your life. When God gives you salvation, when he gives you his hand, he gives you everything. And that's what he's doing here. He's giving them like the free gift of life he gave you when you became saved. This is the free gift of land that he's giving them. And so they named him Joshua, <laughs> which just is amazing. Because again, it was before he walked him into the promised land, Moses named him Joshua, which means salvation. So it was just unbelievable. In verse 17, it says, when Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he told them, go through Negev, which is a desert, by the way, and then into the mountain region. See what the land is like and whether the people living there are strong or weak, few or many. Is the land they live in good or bad? Do their cities have walls around them or not? Is their soil rich or poor? Does the land have trees or not? Do your best to bring back some fruit from the land. And it was the season when the grapes were beginning to ripen. So this was a good time to bring some fruit back, just for them to give a good report. So the men explored the land from the desert of Zin to the border of Hamath. They went through Negev, the desert, and came to Hebron. And they go through all the land. They saw who lived there. They are descendants of Enoch. When they came to the Hiskol Valley, they cut off a branch with one of the bunch of grapes on it. They carried it on a pole between the two of them. These grapes were so big and so luscious and so wonderful. And the big giant grapes, remember, if you know the Bible, God said, I'm going to give you a land flowing of milk and honey. Well, this is what this means, abundance. Abundance of fruit, abundance of honey, abundance of milk and, and livestock and all this stuff. And this was evidence to them that God's word was true, that God said, I'm going to give you this promised land, the Canaan land, I'm going to give it to you. And so they come back with it 
and two men had to carry it on a pole. It was so big. Forty days later, they came back from exploring the land. They came back to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. They gave their report and showed them the fruit of the land. This is what they reported to Moses. We went to the land where you sent us. It really is a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's some fruit. This was the evidence of that. But the people who live there are strong. Then the cities have walls and are very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amicalites live in Negev. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites live in the mountain region. Now, they were saying that descendants from Goliath, the giant, live there. So they were very afraid, ten of these men. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan River. Caleb told people to be quiet and listen to Moses. Caleb said, let's go now and take possession of the land. We should be more than able to conquer it. Here's a man of faith standing up. And see, this is what our lesson's about. This is a key verse. Be courageous through faith in God. What did God say in the first verse we read? Send men to explore Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites. I'm giving it to them. Caleb believed God at his word. And so Caleb stands up. Now, when you have 12 men that go to look at the land, and you've got 10 of them that said, we can't do it. We're fearful. It's scary. These are giants. We can't fight these people. But you have two faithful people in this lesson. You've got, well, three, Moses, Joshua, and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, they tell of a good report, a good story. Let's go now and take possession of the land. We should be more than able to conquer it. But the men who had gone with him said, We can't attack these people. They're too strong for us. So they began to spread lies among the people, among the Israelites, about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored is one that devours those who live there. All the people we saw there were very tall. We saw Nephilim there. Now that was the descendants of Anak and uh, the giants, like Goliath. We felt as small as grasshoppers, and that's how we must have looked to them. Twelve men go down, two come back with, let's go down there and we can overcome them. The other ten men come with a bad report. Now, God did not tell them to judge whether they could overtake this property or not. That's not what God was telling them to do. He was telling them to go down there and survey the land. Does it have trees? Does it have water? Does it have great fruit? Is it exactly like I told you, a land of milk and honey? What is the land like? What are the people like? You know, look at the property. What is it like? He didn't tell them to go down there and judge whether he was going to give them the land or not. And, and that brings me to my first point. Be courageous by trusting God through faith in his word. Remember Numbers 13.1, the Lord said to Moses, send the men to explore Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites. This was the word of God saying to 12 men who were leaders of a million people because they had all the tribes of Israel walking across the desert. And remember, God had done all kinds of miracles. They had seen the miracles of manna, from heaven. God just sent it down. It was like flour in the morning. They would gather it up on the plants and they could make bread and bread cakes out of it during the day. They cried out for meat and he sent quail and quail would just fall from the sky. They needed water and he he, he had water out of the rock. Uh, Moses would hit a rock, pray to God, hit a rock and a million people could drink water. It's, it's amazing all the things that they saw, all the miracles of God, the evidence they saw, and yet they didn't believe him at his word, but two people did. 
And those were the courageous people were believing God's word. And you can be courageous too. Just trust God's word. Number two, be courageous by living by faith and not by sight. See, God said, I'm going to give you this land. Go down and explore it. See the good things. But when they opened up their eyes, 10 men looked very negative at everything. They looked, oh my gosh, there's giants there. There's walls that we can't permeate or go over. They have armies. Oh my gosh, we can't do this. The task is too big. That's not what God told them. So you can't live by your sight. You have to live by faith. This is such a key part of our lesson. I want you really to get this today because this is a huge deal. God has given me this understanding that when we look at a problem in life, we look through either the world's lens, our lens, or we look through God's lens, his eyesight. And when you look through God's eyesight and it matches up with the word of God, remember he told him, I'm going to give you this land. When they would have looked in faith at that land, they would have said, like Caleb and Joshua said, they would have said, we can overcome them and we can take this over because God said he was going to give this to us. So they were looking at it from a biblical, from a God point of view, from a faith point of view. But these men were looking at it from their own eyesight. They didn't have the lens of God on when they were looking at it. That's such a key thing. Remember to do that. When you are faced with a giant in your life, a mountain in your life, or a trial in your life, look at it from God's lens and not man's lens. And the reason I say that to you is so you'll have great wisdom. Take your problems to God and look at them through faith Don't look at them like, oh, no, we're never going to make it. It's not going to work out. Don't believe the what-ifs in your life. Follow faith in Christ. Remember, we don't live by sight. We live by faith in Christ. So that's what you need to do there. Remember 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we live by faith, not by sight. So number three, Caleb and Joshua give a positive Great word about the land of milk and honey that's based on their belief, faith in God, not in themselves. That's what we were talking about, looking through problems with the lens of God in your life. You know, it's like looking through a glass lens that God shows you what's truth, what's understanding, and what's wisdom about a situation, and not letting you wander off on your own trying to understand and decipher things. And so that's two stories. There was one story of faith— And there was one story of sight, fear, and doubt. I meet people every day, and I know lots of people. And I can tell in a minute if they're living in faith or if they're just living on their own in sight. You know, they're looking at all the what-ifs, and and they're not following God on that. And I know you know those people, too. and, And I don't condemn them at all. I love them. But I pray for them that they will start living by faith because it sure makes life a lot easier. Number four... Be courageous by giving a faithful word and not an unfaithful word. Ten men come back with an unfaithful word full of lies, and they even lied. Remember, they lied in that word to the people. But the men who had gone with him said, We can't attack these people. This is Numbers 13, uh, 31 through 33. They are too strong for us. So they began to spread lies among the Israelites about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored is one that devours those who live there. All the people we saw were very tall, and we saw giants in the land, and we looked like grasshoppers. They were telling lies. Yeah, they saw some of this, but they were telling lies about it because they were looking at it through their own eyes and not God's eyes, not through faithful eyes. 
And so we can be courageous by living in faith and not fear. Don't listen to negative false voices. Testify about what God has done for you and what he is doing in your life and what he will do. Remember this when you're talking to your family or talking to yourself, when you hear those negative voices. This is Proverbs 18.21. You'll probably want to write this down for later, but it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And so you really want to make sure that you speak life into yourself. You speak life into your family, not negative words, but positive words. You speak life into your friends. You speak life to people at church. You speak life into your pastor. You speak life into people you meet. And and what's that based on? That's based on the one who lives inside of you. That's based on the Word of God, and that's based on a faithful life and not a life living by just sight and trying to do it on your own. Uh, At the same time, in Numbers 14, two of those who had explored the land, Joshua and Caleb, tore their clothes in despair. They said to the whole community, the land we explored is very good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. This is a land flowing with milk and honey. Don't rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. We will devour them like bread. They have no protection and the Lord is with us, so don't be afraid of them. These are men of faith. Now, I want to explain to you, the people of that area that God was giving them in Canaan, You might feel sorry for them, but they were evil people. They did sacrifices. They were killing people, murderous people, awful, terrible things. And God was pushing them out so his people, God's people, God's righteous people could move in. And this is the promised land, Canaan, and that's the way it was, and that's what God said, and it it was done. Joshua and Caleb believed God at his word, and they had great faith. This is when they became courageous people is in the midst of 10 men that were saying, these people aren't telling the truth. Two men stood up and said, I'm going to tell you the truth. Well, guess what happens? God says to the 10 men, you're going to never see the promised land because you were unfaithful to me. And I told you, you were leaders. See, I think it was God was really hard on them, the 10 leaders of the 10 tribes of the people that didn't believe that Canaan was going to be given to them. And they gave a bad report, and the and why God did not allow them to move into the promised land was because of their unfaithfulness. And they were leaders, and they were called to a higher calling, and they were leading the people of Israel. And you can't have leaders that are unfaithful, and they were so unfaithful. The Lord said to Moses, How long must I put up with these wicked community that keeps complaining about me? I have heard their complaints the Israelites are making about me. So tell them, as I live, declares the Lord, I solemnly swear I will do everything to you that you said I would do. In other words, they were saying, they were grumbling, Oh, we're going to die out here in the desert. We're not going to have any food. We're not going to do... Well, that grumbling turned into a reality because they didn't speak life into themselves. They really spoke death. God said, you know, you're unfaithful, so I love you, and I'm still making a way for you, but you're not going to go into the promised land with the people. We need a faithful people to go in there, so those people didn't go, needless to say. Number seven is be courageous through Christ's mercy, his love, and his plan for your life. Stay faithful to God. This is such an interesting and wonderful point. Are you faithful to your family right now? And I'm talking long term. Be faithful to your wife. Be faithful to your husband. Be faithful to your children. Be faithful to God himself. 
if you'll be faithful to your business leaders and to your community, if you'll spread the word of life, the life of Christ, God will give you favor in the sight of him and man. And you'll have this great life, and you'll wonder, I don't know how people make it without the Lord. And that's what I always wonder all the time, because he's the source of this goodness, and he's the source of strength, and we can be strong and courageous. I'm telling you, you may feel weak today, but go before a mighty God today. Ask him to make you strong like Daniel, like Joseph, like Moses, like Joshua, like Caleb, and he will strengthen you. And you will be courageous, and people will look to you and say, there's the light of God in that man or that woman. And they'll, they'll look at you and they'll say, I want what that man or woman has. They are courageous in the Lord. And they do it so wonderfully because they have mercy and they have love and they speak life into me. And every time I'm around them, I want to be around them more. That's what our call is from the Lord Jesus Christ, is to be a child of the Most High God and to be courageous in the public, in the marketplace, in church. You be courageous in love. You boldly profess that Jesus is Lord. Amen and amen. I'm so glad that I got to talk to you about this today. It's really an exciting lesson. I'm so thankful we had this time together. I love you in the Lord. Keep coming back to my podcasts. We are so excited about being able to inspire and encourage you. That's our mission. We love you in the Lord. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to spiritofachampion.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams.